Welcome back to another edition of Ke El Ka'i, the podcast. I'm Michael Kraft, and it's just me this time. Uh, we have no other co-host, but we are joined by our first ever co-host, Olivia Hickson. Hello, everyone. How how are you today? <laughs> it's It's been good. We were just talking, and it's been like a year and a half since I've been in the studio. Yeah, it's been a really long time since... We've done this. It's somebody else's life that I'm living. <laughs> Shoot, but yeah, I we it has been some crazy kind of week where things, you know, uh, they don't always go according to plan. <laughs> but um, we had the chance to ask Olivia to come for the last episode of this season, this semester. And uh, lucky that it all worked out, that we got to to make this happen. What Michael is saying is I was the second choice. <laughs> I mean, you don't I have to... I was the default. Uh, you don't have to feel like that. But I mean, when I was like, shoot, who are we going to bring? My brain was like, dude, get Olivia. That'll be... That is the perfect way to end the season. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> it's inspiration. It's not a desperation. <laughs> um, but I know... Um, shoot, I don't remember who wrote the story. I think it might have been Nicole or someone was writing a story about, um, students who are in the Disney college program. Yeah, it was Nicole. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because you haven't started that yet. You've been accepted and you're going to. Yeah, so I got, I got recruited for the Disney college program in, um, Walt Disney World in Florida for after I graduate. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Never been, so I'm a little nervous. Uh-huh. Gators. <laughs> but yeah, so that starts, I graduate next semester, and then I start on April 25th. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's that's, a little nuts. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. For anyone who's been a listener since the very beginning, you guys know that Olivia is really big on Disney. It's a... It's an obsession. I'm happy to say it's an obsession. <laughs> was was doing the Disney college program, was that, like, always what you wanted to do? Yeah, you know, like, that's, like, part of the reason I wanted to start, because I'm majoring in HTM, mm-hmm. so, like, that's, like, part of the reason I wanted to start studying hospitality, is I was, like, I want to work for Disney, like, long term, and I want to see, like, how can you do that, like, for, like, a career, and that's when my dad was kind of, like, you should consider hospitality. And I think he kind of wanted some hotel discounts, not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> but he was also like, I think you'd like, do really good. And so like, that's kind of why I came to BOUH was to study HTM. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to work for Disney. Not going to lie, I got kind of sidetracked by Marriott for a while. Where I was like, oh my gosh, Marriott. Like, But and Marriott's still cool and everything. Like, Definitely, I'm not dissing them. <laughs> They're still on my LinkedIn. But um, <laughs> like, and then I... I, I for some reason, I was just like, you know, like I, I've had these other experiences. I'm going to go back to like my roots and now do Disney. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. What, um, what was it? I don't know that like made you, what about Disney made you want to be like, this is what I want to do for my career? Yeah. Well, of course I've, I've experienced Disney as a consumer and uh-huh. it's amazing. <laughs> like, I can talk for days about it, of course. I'm not going to, but um, there's something really amazing about hospitality and, like, the experiences. I've been lucky. Like, I've, like, grown up in a family where we really enjoy, like, going to hotels and, like, eating nice places and, like, going to, you know, tourist attractions. So I've had, like, a lot of experiences growing up where, like, 
hospitality operators or like providers have like made like amazing experiences for me and my family and those are the things i remember Mm -hmm. and i was like i've had all these amazing experiences especially through disney because that's like what they do best is just like creating the guest experience i want to be able to be on the other side of like being able to provide those for people now because my dad was like i don't know if like working for disney is what you should do because i feel like it's gonna like ruin some of the magic for you and i was like of course, that's, like, an aspect of it, but mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's, like, making it, not to sound corny, but, like, making it a little bit more magical because I'll be on the other side of, like, being able to give families the experience, to like, that my family had growing up. Mm-hmm. I really like that perspective of, like, yeah, it can kind of be like you're seeing how the sausage gets made. <laughs> I, I kind of hate that expression. I did, too, but it worked. But, like, <laughs> it, it makes sense, like you're seeing like how everything happens and it kind of takes a little bit of the magic out because you're seeing all the work that comes in and you're saying that it's not magic it's a lot of hard work but at the same time you get to like give people the experience that you love so much exactly i remember and i don't know like supposed to interview but also i'm just trying to talk (laughs) Um, i remember um when i used to do theater in high school which oh boy um, oh, you're exposing yourself right here. <laughs> yeah, theater I mean, kid. <laughs> hey, I mean, it was fun. I stand by. Everyone should do theater <laughs> in high school for a little bit. Um, but I loved, like, putting it on and doing all the work. And then they were like, hey, here's, like, the recording of um, opening night. You guys can watch it. It's on YouTube. It's just here's the password for it. And I was like, I am not ever gonna watch this because like one i was like really embarrassed but two i was like i i don't need to watch it like i i was in it and it was such a different experience of like making something for mm-hmm. other people to consume and you're kind of consuming it in a way but in a very different way from what everyone else gets to exactly because you're like you experience putting it together but you don't experience like the i don't know like the like the easy just let me take it you, you get the yeah the, the, the four part totally and i i've like always appreciated like the behind the scenes a lot more like the operations side of it because mm-hmm. like like you said that's like hard work and like i get a lot of gratification through like work like that's like i'm kind of a work-oriented person so yeah. <laughs> i love like I, like that was like honestly going home for covid like i didn't want to but that's when i really started my like hotel like career is i got like my first job at a Fairfield by Marriott and I was a front desk agent and I was like okay this is like what I'm studying um like I need to apply like what I'm studying like an actual real life job and I found I really love it and like I'm actually really good at it (laughs) and Uh like I got a lot of satisfaction from like helping guests and just making people feel like loved and welcomed um like that's the whole essence of hospitality so like honestly I feel a little like I don't feel off but like I never like I don't feel completely like right being here like outside of like a customer experience role because like I do get so much happiness from like helping people and interacting with people like that's when I'm like on my a-game so like I was thinking about it I was like I want like that's literally what Disney does all day every day is like the guest experience like if you look at all these like specific little like parts of like what Disney does like for their uh, guest experiences like the stuff that we study for like case studies for hospitality it's like impeccable like it's amazing and I'm not gonna talk about it because it's gonna sound boring to people that don't study hospitality but like (laughs) there's stuff that like like stroller parking like that's just like 
they revolutionized that like by giving because we talked about like sorry i'm like rambling but Not we talk friend. about in hospitality um specifically in hgm 290 which is customer experience a customer experience management which is like the best class ever i love that class and i'm a ta for it so but okay. you go? <laughs> but um we talked about like signage and how like signage can completely like ruin the guest experience like if it's like super negative or if it gives people like the wrong impression so um something that disney was like experiencing like early on was like people were parking strollers everywhere in the park and it was just like really messing up like the flow of people mm-hmm. and so rather than putting up like signs that are like no stroller parking like don't park your strollers here like rather than those really abrasive like unhappy signage instead they like made a roped off area sp- like specifically for stroller parking all the sign said was stroller parking and like every morning a cast member would go out there and put like a few strollers out there so rather than like it's like that really small thing and rather than just being like super negative and abrasive to the guests they're like just showing you like the expectation and like inviting you to like park your stroller there like i know it's like a really small thing but it's just like one of those little like fine tuning moments that Disney like paid attention to just to optimize the guest experience that much more. No, yeah, definitely. I that reminds me. I was reading this book called The Last Lecture, and he talks about how um, in parks like Disney, and it kind of goes back to what you were talking about about like instead of being like no strollers, they made like here's where you can put your strollers. He was talking about how if you go there and you say, hey, when does the park close? They'll tell you the park is open until 8.30 p.m. Like, they won't be like, this is when you got to leave. They're like, this is how much longer you get to enjoy stuff here. Yeah. And it's just kind of like that perspective of, like, making guests look at the good parts of it instead of being like, this is when the negative stuff is going to happen. Exactly. I think that's, like, something that we always talk about in hospitality. Like, it sounds like minutia. Like, when, like, you're talking about it with people that aren't, like, necessarily, like, in hospitality or like, even business background, like, people are like, I don't even care about that. Like, that's not even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you look at, like, the entire, like, guest experience from, like, booking the ticket to, like, traveling to the park to experiencing the park and then living with that experience that they had for the rest of their life, like, those small little, like, they call them, like, smile makers, those, like, small little, like, attention to details – like, it's amazing, like, the, like, impact they can have on a guest. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to pivot a little bit, because you had mentioned how, because of COVID and having to leave Hawaii, that kind of kick-started your um, hotel career, because you started working for a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find, like, that motivation to be like, okay, I'm not in Hawaii anymore, um, and I want to do it, I want to work a real job while I'm in school, but also a job that um, is in my field of mm-hmm. interest. How did you, what made you motivated to, to do that? Because I know a lot of students who went home for COVID were just like, I'm just trying to get by. Yeah. I think um, when Nicole was interviewing me for that Disney article, I said a lot of like the same stuff. So I don't want to like, uh-huh. I don't want to like rip her off. But I'm going to like kind of say the same <laughs> thing because like it's kind of like my like, life (laughs) but um I kind of like I've been really lucky because my dad like has always been like somebody that's like influenced me like about like my plans for my future he was never like super overbearing like like you need to be doing like he was never like that kind of dad but like he was always like I like education is like 
a really important thing to me and I think that you need to pursue it. Like you, it was kind of like an expectation, but like I said, it wasn't overbearing. So like he kind of like all throughout like high school and like the beginning of my college, like he like kind of like helped me, like he mirrored like, I'm trying to think of how to word this because what I learned from my dad and what I've applied in my life is that like if you do like all your research and all your preparation, like and if you have like goals and plans for yourself, like you're it's like hard to fail because <laughs> if you're gonna um like the way I see my life is like steps mm-hmm. so like my first step was like surviving high school <laughs> and then <laughs> it was like taking the ACT and SAT so then I could apply to college and then I get into college so what's next I'm gonna get involved I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna really apply myself to my major what's next I'm gonna like graduate so that's kind of how I always, always see my life is like it's probably not like the best way, but like it's always like two steps ahead. Like, what am I doing now, and how can I like how's it going to benefit my future? So like that's how I've, how I've always been like with everything, and so like it just made sense to me that I was like if I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna be like living with my parents for a year and a half and like <laughs> not interacting socially like stuff like that. I was like, well, no, duh, I'm gonna get a hotel job. I did start off working for Crumble Cookies, and okay. I. I will never work in food and beverage again. (laughs) (laughs) You can quote me on that. But, um, like, then I I get just applied to a hotel job, like, while I was, like, a shift supervisor at Crumble. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it, like, because I don't really have any, like, direct applicable experience, but I'm going to apply still. And then I got an interview. And so I interviewed. And then, like, I got accepted somehow. I don't know really what happened. Like, it was really, like, a lucky thing for me. So, like, it really, like, to sum up, like, because of how I view my life and like the goals I have for myself like and how I like apply myself to things like if I have a goal like to work for a hotel or like a specific hotel too I'm gonna do like all my research and all my preparation like I want to know how many rooms a hotel has I want to know as much stuff as I can about it like about the company too and if I do all that preparation and like invest that time into being prepared and like research and everything then all I have to do is just get my first day done and then I'm ready to go mm-hmm. like I've like always noticed that like that's how I approach like a lot of things because that's like an actionable way to do it does that make sense yeah so like that's it was like a no-brainer to me like if I'm going to be at home like and studying hospitality I need to get a hotel job because that's what I want to do mm-hmm. so yeah. no yeah that's that is definitely a very smart way to live your life and it's not something that I learned until, like, recently of, of <laughs> operating that way. So, good to see you for it. Well, it's not easy. And it's – everybody has their own thing. Like, it, what I do isn't going to work for everybody. Like That's true, yeah. And that's just – I don't know. I'm also uptight. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you know, a little bit too serious sometimes about stuff. But um, that's just how I view my life is, like – I have goals for myself and like I'm gonna take myself seriously still be able to like joke and laugh around but I'm gonna take like my life seriously and like I'm gonna invest in myself my education and my career and if I do that then like I don't understand how I could do bad (laughs) you know Uh so I think that's like one of the issues is like people are like where do I start like what like what do I even do like it really kind of like you like, you need to just invest in yourself and, like, time into yourself. And mm-hmm. as soon as you do that, you get your confidence. 
So, like, when I started working for hotels, that's when I really – because I had – you can attest to this. I had, like, manic anxiety my first semester and a half. You're like, I was dying. And, like, I went back home, and I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of okay being back at home with my parents and my dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Um, and then I started, like, working for hotels. And I always joked, like, when I first, like, was working at the front desk, I was like, this is a big girl job. Like, I'm actually, like, I don't have to be all gross and sweaty at work because I'm, like, working in food. Like, I get to look nice and, like, it's, like, a professional setting and, like, you know, a computer system, like, all that kind of stuff. And, um, like, and I really started finding, like, I really like this. I really like interacting with people. And so, like, I started getting a lot more confidence and, like, comfort from that. Um, So that's kind of part of the reason I get a lot of, like, gratification from work which isn't the best all the time um but like once I started like seeing that I had invested time in myself or like I had done all the research then I kind of got to see it in action and I got to feel really good about that mm-hmm. I think that's super important for people who are trying we're kind of like at that point in college or in life when they're like I need to work to what I'm gonna do next because for the most part every stage in your life is temporary like you start college and you're like this is where i'm gonna be like for the next four years but like it feels like it's gonna be forever and Mm -hmm. then your senior year comes and you're like oh shoot i have to leave here and i have to be a real real adult now Mm -hmm. forever and (laughs) that can make you that can give a lot of anxiety yeah but i think it's so like important to be like to have that um i don't know idea and that um ability to plan and say okay this is kind of what i want to do what do i need to do to get there and like what are the steps i need to take to get to here if i want to work at disney what jobs do i need to do before or like what experience do i need how do i get that experience what um positions do they have opportunities do they have programs things like that and just like like you said like really do a lot of research on it and just like figure out what needs to get done and how you can get there i think that at least for me that's something that i struggled with before Mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah it'll it'll happen whatever i mean i'm smart Uh, they'll be lucky to have me (laughs) but like (laughs) but i mean it's true but but like but like really though you have to make a plan on like this is how i'm gonna get there Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I, I think it's impressive that you've done that well, way before, <laughs> way before an old fart like me. No, <laughs> don't even say that. No, it is, like you said, it's hard. It's not like an easy thing to like, you know, try to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. it's stressful. But I think normally, I, luckily, like, like I said, I've been, I grew up with a dad that like kind of instilled that in me. But I think like, honestly, like the biggest piece of advice that I could give like to start thinking that way is to honestly like get a notebook and write down what you want to do and like how what things you can be doing now to like get you to your future goals Mm -hmm. because as soon as you start writing stuff down and like you're like because it's so easy like this is like an idea of what I want to do I don't even know what I want to do like for sure like I have like this awesome business idea or like I want to like work for a corporation stuff like that like that's amazing and you can have that in your head um but it, it, it could be like a source of stress if you don't know what like how to get there exactly so like if you sit down and you're like i'm gonna like write down like i'm gonna do some research and like write down some stuff that i should be doing now and like 
the next step like the next step like I said life is steps so like if you're able to write down that like plan and you're like okay I can be like reaching out to people here or I can like the next step is to take this big GRE or something like that like that makes it like a lot easier to like look at that and first off I love crossing things off of lists so like you can keep doing that and you're like oh my gosh look at all the stuff I've done and then like it just makes it like one step at a time where you're like okay I'm excited about my future I know what I'm gonna do these are the things I'm doing right now these are the things I'm gonna do tomorrow these are the things I'm gonna do in like a few years stuff like that it makes it more exciting and like it feels like you're actually pursuing your goals which you are yeah no definitely I think it is super like to write things down that mm-hmm. can be really helpful and really powerful I uh, for anyone who's interested I'm writing a book um, uh, what excuse me <laughs> well, well it's it's just I have a couple books that I'm working on but the one that I'm putting my focus on mostly is just gonna be actually like a collection of like shorter like two or three page essays mm-hmm. um, but I remember when I started like when I decided that's what I want uh, that's a project that I wanted to work on mm-hmm. like I wrote it down I was like what do I want to do and I just well I wrote this idea down I was like okay how do I get there like mm-hmm. um, I want to publish this I want to have like a this is a book that I can hold in my hand how do I do that do I have to go through a publishing company like I don't want to how am I going to purchase a publishing house and then I found out I can self-publish through Amazon I was like oh that's way easier than mm-hmm. like hey uh, Penguin can you publish this book oh by the way I'm Michael like, <laughs> like that's not going to work um, so like yeah like finding out what you need to do and, and figuring out ways to to get to your goals I mm-hmm. feel like it's super um, important on, on getting there mm-hmm. I agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean it's awesome no yeah that's that's uh, that's it um, well that's pretty much uh, the time we've got today. Olivia, thank you. You said it all. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really nice to have you back. This is. Uh, I don't want to make make this like about me, but I mean, I've been here for a little bit, so I will for a second. This is my last episode on the podcast, and I am super grateful. One for Olivia for uh, starting this off with me, along with Bruno. Um, Bruno. <laughs> and for everybody else. Um, all the different producers, Jonathan, Nikita, um, all the other co-hosts that we've had, Eli, um, Ellie, Amanda, Levi, who is coming on next semester, Kylie is coming on. Um, I'm so excited for where the podcast is going to (laughs) go, and I can't wait to not be on this side anymore and just get to listen to it, um as a listener and thanks to all the listeners who've listened to us for like two years it is so cool that people care about what we have to say and <laughs> i appreciate it a lot um so thanks olivia for coming on and thanks for everybody for listening for so long yeah thank you guys Bye. Ooh.